Hello and welcome to the Guy Who Knows a Guy weekly message. I'm Michael Whitehouse, the Guy Who Knows a Guy. Happy Monday morning. Michael, it's Sunday night. Well, I told you last week when I started that this would be around a certain time Monday morning, but I wasn't going to necessarily lock it in. It happens when it happens, when the mood strikes, when I have the time, when I have the inspiration, I'm going to sit down, record it. It's going to go out live when I record it, which would be right now. And then this audio is going to go on the Guy Who Knows a Guy podcast where you can listen to it then. So right now is when I have the time, motivation, inspiration to do it. And uh, so enjoy the Monday message on Sunday night. Um, So today I want to talk about the building of community. Now, as you may know, as you may know, oh, hello, Tara from North Carolina. Um, As you may know, I'm running the Entrepreneur Mentor community. And the entrepreneur mentor community almost wasn't a community. It almost wasn't a thing at all. It developed when I was out in California, a series of events. I'm not going to go too much in depth. This is the the, uh, prologue to what I'm actually going to talk about. But it was originally going to be uh, simply the, uh, what is now the Ask Me Anything Solution session. That was going to be a whole program. And I then realized it needed more, and there's a story that involves drinking an entire bottle of wine in a very frustrating conversation and wandering the streets at midnight that made me realize I needed to build a community, which I'm not going to share today, but if someone asks me to, I'll share it on a future episode. Um, So this is entirely up to you if you want me to share this story. But I, as I once is committed to make this a community, it led to all kinds of other things. Now, I have been building communities since college, since the late 90s, um, depending on how you measure it. I started running, uh, helping around sci-fi conventions in high school in the late 90s. Uh, in college, I was trying to build communities in my dorm, in clubs, in groups. I graduated college. I launched a business, Phoenix Games, read all about it in my blog in which it was basically a community center. I always say it was wildly successful, except for never making any money because it was a community space and very successful at it. So the entrepreneur mentor community is very natural for me to be building community, although I didn't realize this until some things finally conked me over the head and said, hey, dude, you build communities. Oh, yeah, look at that. And it ties in other places as well especially in my church. So I, I go to a great local church and it's a, uh, you know, it's not one of those evangelical mega churches. It's a small, uh, small church, community church that does some great work. And I'm looking at it, putting my community glasses on, so to speak, looking at the same terms. I look at things like the entrepreneur mentor community and those kinds of, uh, and those kinds of spaces. And What I'm realizing is that there's certain patterns in community building, and I've been through enough of these different organizations to see what these patterns are, which is a somewhat useful trait. And I want to talk a bit about the idea of young people just don't want to join organizations anymore, which they've been saying for 30 years, and I want to share my insights on how legacy programs can destroy a community organization. So we're going to talk a little bit about that because my friend Kelly Sparta said, if you want to keep it under 15 minutes, you should keep it to two topics or less. 
and not have five topics that you <laughs> run through. There's a lot of weeks in the future. I hope to live a long time. So we'll get to all the other topics in the future. So I'm going to talk for a few minutes on this particular topic of how legacy can be a problem. Now, if you have an organization, now this, this could be a Rotary Club, Kiwanis Club, uh, Masonic Lodge, church, potentially a company, a school organization, any number of different things this can apply to. Here's the pattern it follows. Early on, the new thing is the organization. People are passionate about getting started. That's why they join. It's got that energy. It's got that passion, that fire. And then once the organization gets going, then it starts building projects. It starts doing things in addition to itself. So for example, when I was in Rotary, the Rotary Club had a golf tournament. It had uh, a, a dictionary, gave dictionaries to all the third grade classes. It had all these different projects that it did. And same thing with my church. There's all these wonderful nonprofits. I think half a dozen nonprofits spun out of my church between 1960 and 2000. And this was great. And people get to take on a project. Someone says, hey, I'm passionate about this thing. And they say, awesome, go start it, go do the thing. We don't have something like that. And they do it and people get excited because it's new and exciting and happening. And then it gets to the point where it is prudent to stop doing new things. We've got so many things. We've got a whole lot of things. Stop making new things. We're full. So you get into a maintenance mode, which is cool because the people who were there when it happened now have the satisfaction of saying, I remember when this started and now we're keeping it going and perpetuating it into the future. Everything is great. So far in this story, everything is working out perfect. The problem is that humans have this nasty habit of getting older as time goes by and eventually retiring, leaving, dying, somehow no longer being involved as they used to be. And you need succession. You need new people to come in and bring their new energy and new ideas and new hands and hearts and minds to be able to be part of things. So the new person comes in and they say, I've got an idea. And they say, no, 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 no. We're full of things. We've got all these things we already need to run. We don't need more things. Because by this time, it is no longer exciting to be maintaining the things that you remember starting. It is now tiring. We've got to keep doing them. Because we started them, they were so hard to start. And now we've got them, we've got to keep them. Because who knows how to start anything else. So you're not starting new things. And this is not about any particular organization. This I've seen in almost every organization that's been multi-generational that I've ever encountered. So you've got these new things, but it is so long since you last built something new at that scale you don't remember how to do it. It's ancient technology from the ancients, even though it may actually be the people in the room are the ancients. It's, it, you know, the technology, the knowledge of how to do it is forgotten. And thus you're afraid to lose those things because those things are good. They're they are awesome things. You don't want to give up on them, but you don't want to take on more things because you can barely get these things done. So then what happens is the new enthusiastic people say, hey, I want to do this. And they say, no, 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 no. We don't have space for that. Or we tried that. It doesn't work. Or I don't think that's going to 
That's going to be a fit. You get a lot of that like, eh, I don't know. They're not saying no. They're just saying, eh, I don't know. And most of these organizations aren't structured enough to have an actual process whereby you discern yes or no, which is kind of a few people say, eh, and it doesn't happen. And that becomes a veto. So the new member who was full of energy and enthusiasm and excitement says, well, heck with this. I don't want to run your old thing. That's your thing. I, I got my thing. I got something I'm passionate about. I'm going to go somewhere else. It's not that they don't want to join and participate. It's that they don't want to do someone else's thing. They might be open to, once they have their buy-in, once their spirit has made its mark on the organization, helping to support these old things. These, these legacy, I should say old, these legacy projects. But the legacy projects take up all the capacity of the organization. So what's the solution? The solution is this one secret I'm about to tell you. There is an additional resource, an untapped resource that can support the new project. The resource is the next generation. The resource is the kids coming in. Now I say kids, these kids could be 40 or 50. Uh, but anyway, it's the new folks, that next generation, the people who have the new ideas, the people who are who came in long after the old legacy project started and became stabilized. They don't, they're not going to put their energy into the old legacy projects. They, they don't care about them. They're not their projects, but they will put the energy into the new projects. So here's the answer. It's not difficult. The answer is that you tell the, the kids, the 30, 40, 50 year old kids, hey, if you want to do that, awesome. We don't, you know, don't count on us for help. We don't have time. We're, we're doing our thing. We're really happy to give you advice if you want it. You're welcome to go out to the membership, the congregation, the community, whatever. Recruit people to your, to your team, your committee. Um, depending on the organization, maybe it has money to spend, maybe it doesn't. A lot of these kinds of projects don't actually cost anything or even generate revenue. They don't need that much in the way of resources. All they need is a green light. So give them a green light and say, give it a shot. Let me tell you a story. When I was president of my Rotary Club, I encountered a lot of challenges from the old guard saying, with everything I came up with, they said, uh, I don't know. Well, you know, tell us more about it. Give us more of the details. How's it going to work? Who's going to do it? What's going to And every idea I came up with, because I'm used to working on a shoestring, every idea cost no money or very little money. It would take, you know, it was very efficient. It was something we could try and it would succeed or fail quickly and move on to the next thing. Entrepreneurial, ready, fire, aim kind of ideas. And one of these ideas was a fundraiser for the Alzheimer's Association. And it turns out that the date they'd chosen for their longest day fundraiser was Father's Day. So we're trying to run this game day in the park as a fundraiser and get sponsors for an event that's going to run on Father's Day. And I recruited someone from the community, not even a member, from the community who was interested in supporting it. And she was going out looking for sponsors and was having trouble because people were like, I don't know, sponsor a thing on Father's Day. But she did get one sponsor. And after a few weeks, we decided, you know what, let's give this up because trying to run this event on Father's Day, it's, it's not going to fly. It's not going to work. Um, let's pack it in. Uh, so reach out to that sponsor we have and let them know that we'll give them their money back because we're, we're canceling the event. So she reached out and they said, 
the money's going to the Alzheimer's Association, right? And we said, well, yeah, yeah, that's that's what the fundraiser's for. They said, we're not sponsoring your game day in the park. We're sponsoring the Alzheimer's Association. Keep the money, send it where it's supposed to go. We raised $1,000 running an event that didn't happen. We raised $1,000 running an event that got canceled. This is what those Ready Fire Aim events can do if you let the, the kids, the kids like me, I'm one of the kids, if you let the kids do their thing. So if you're in an organization, whether it's a church or a Rotary Club or a Masonic Lodge, Kiwanis, a Sci-Fi Club, whatever, and you're finding this, like, how do we bring in the next generation? Let the next generation run their own projects. Don't bet the farm on it. Don't give them a million dollars for it. But if they want to take something, you know, take the banner and run with it and run an event, a game day, a fundraiser or something, a potluck, let them do it. Green light it. Say, yeah, sure. What's your project? In fact, if you want to really take the next level, anyone who comes in, encourage them to run a project, a simple project. So they get the hang of it. They feel invited. They feel engaged and they get to know other members because working together, whether it succeeds or fails builds those relationships among the members. So this is the answer to the problem of the young young folks don't want to join organizations anymore. They do. They just don't want to join an organization to do someone else's legacy work. They want to make their own impact. And this is the answer to how that works. So I'd love to have your thoughts on this. If you'd like to share them with me, you can email me at michael at guywhoknowsaguy.com. If you're watching this in the live feed, you can put it right down there in the comments. So go ahead and do that. All right, look at this. We're at 13.52. I haven't gone for 15 minutes. So next minute, I'm going to tell you about some things coming up. Uh, December 2nd and 4th, Financial Freedom 101. My friend Penelope Jane Smith is doing her really awesome three-day financial freedom workshop. Go to guywhoknowsaguy.com slash ff. 101. Uh, normally, this is a paid event, but because she is a good friend of mine, she's given me the ability to share with my audience a free ticket. Now, I don't know if I should be sharing the free ticket like in my podcast, but I am. So don't tell anybody, just show up. Guy knows guy.com slash FF101. On December 8th through the 10th, I'm going to be involved in the More Life, More Profit Summit. This is uh, a summit which is really built around education, 16 speakers teaching you something. Each one was brought in to create a transformational educational experience. Uh, it's guyknowsaguy.com slash MLMP. That's the initials, more life, more profit. Guyknowsaguy.com slash MLMP. This is not a free event because it is a valuable training event. Um, so I encourage you to take a look at that. But also that weekend, if you don't like what you see at More Life, More Profit, check out Collaborate, my friends, Amana Guy and Rich German at JVIC are running Collaborate. It's one of the best online networking events around guyknowsaguy.com slash collaborate. If you're looking to do learn about joint ventures, find joint venture partners, this is the place to be. And then where you should be, no matter what you did that weekend, on that Monday, December 12th, is the Blue Purple Summit, which is the summit that I'm running with a substantial number, I can't remember how many, 11, uh, experts in their field of you know marketing and mindset and coaches and some really great stuff. But what they all have in common is they're all women with blue or purple hair. Because I realized, oh, I know enough women with blue or purple hair, I could fill a summit with them. And I posted on Facebook as a joke. And everyone said, that's not a joke. You're running the summit. When is it? And I'm like, okay, I'm running the summit. 
and it's up and running. So definitely do check that out. And be sure to catch the Guy Knows a Guy podcast, guyknowsaguy.com slash podcast. This is in that feed. And also, once I get to start getting the interviews uploaded, we've got some really great uh, interviews coming up. We've got one with Rob Doyette that I've already recorded. We've got uh, a few other great ones coming up. So definitely keep an eye out for that. I do intend to have uh, one of the interviews up this Friday. Um, now, there's my intention. There's what happens. We'll see which one it is. But my intention is to have it up by this Friday. So definitely check that out, guyknowsaguy.com slash podcast. And with that, I'm only a minute and a half over the 15-minute target, so I'm doing better. See? I'm doing better. Thanks for listening. Uh, again, I'd love your feedback. Email me, michael at guyknowsaguy.com, or put your comments down below. See you next week. JV Connect is coming up quick, December 12th and 13th. If you are looking for a networking event where you can meet people who aren't looking to just pitch you or take, but actually want to collaborate, build strategic partnerships, joint ventures, maybe even find some mentors, some coaches, people to support you, accountability partners, who knows? If you're looking for good people in an environment that's not stressful, but is set up to give you a lot of great connections in an efficient amount of time, check out JV Connect jv-connect.com. That's jv-connect.com, December 12th and 13th, 2023. We'll see you there.